Okay, uh, let's start this morning. We're going to look at uh, uh, You've Got Angels. I mean, it's kind of like uh, there's a movie I like to watch called uh, You've Got Mail, whatever, and we've heard that the phrase and uh, whatever. But you do have angels. So let's start here in Hebrews chapter uh, chapter 1. And uh, let me skip down here a little bit. Uh, I, I want to look at this at verse uh, uh Verse 13, actually the whole first chapter of Hebrews is a comparison between Jesus and the angels. Of course, it would be totally false if there were no such thing as angels. But of course, the Bible <clears throat> uh, doesn't treat us as though we don't believe in angels. We're, it's just they're there whether we believe it or not. So we take uh, Hebrews for what it says here, and they're comparing Jesus being so much greater than the angels. And so my point about believing they're not there would be ridiculous for us to think today there's no angels because they sure spent a whole chapter, 14 verses, describing how great Jesus is compared to, shall we say, something that doesn't exist. Of course, we know better. Angels do exist. So let's look at verse 13. But to which of the angels said he at any time, sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool? <clears throat> Uh, I think it's interesting to know that heaven doesn't ever count on losing. Notice even in this phrase here, he said, To which of the angels said he at any time, Sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. So again, we need to be thinking that God wants us to be victors and not victims, as we say. But anyway, nonetheless, to which of the angels? There's more than one. Uh, now, let me back up just a moment. So look at verse 14. Are they not all ministering spirits? Now you can say angels are ministering spirits. Ministering means they are there to help. They're not there for looks, you know. And if you've got uh, pictures of angels in your house or whatever, you need to recognize those angel pictures should remind you that they are there to protect you, to help you. I mean, they're not just standing around trying to tell you, you know, that we ought to believe in heaven. Boy, there's more to it. Notice this. They're sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. Well, now, who are the heirs of salvation? Well, that's you and I. Let me go to the Living Bible and see what happens here. Just by chance, let's see what uh, it says right here using another translation. That was just the King James. And did God ever say to an angel, as he does to his son, sit here beside me in honor until I crush all your enemies beneath your feet? Verse 14, no. For the angels are only spirit messengers sent out, look at this, to help and to care for those who, sh who are to receive his salvation. They're to do what? To help and to care. Well, let's just think for a moment that there's nothing in the Bible but Jesus telling us we can go to heaven. we got to have angels help us with that one? I don't think so. John 3.16, if I'm smart, is enough to tell me Jesus will take me to heaven. So why do the angels need to get involved to help and to care for me to believe in Jesus Christ so that one day I can avoid hell and go to heaven? Let me tell you something. The angels are on full alert because they have to deal with Richard A. Dead. They're on full alert because they have to deal with you and I. They're on full alert because we are in this world. We're not of it, but we're in it. And Jesus prayed himself in John chapter 17 that God would protect us while we're down here. See, this earth is not built and designed for failure. Failure didn't come into this earth until after Adam and Eve had fallen. It was a terrible thing. That's the reason one day Jesus is coming back again. So in the meantime, 
God will protect you and I, and these angels are there for a reason. Uh, let's go to another great verse in chapter 13. And uh, let's see. Let's go back to the King James just a moment. And uh, uh, starting in chapter 13, Hebrews, verse 1. Uh, let brotherly love continue. Hey, we got that. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers. Now, again, why is this even in the Bible? Must be a reason. For thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Well, now, wait just a minute. This is only for a few. Well, then why did he write it to everybody? You have got angels encamped about you. They are sent to protect you. Psalm 91 declares it. The devil admitted it when he tried to get Jesus to jump off the pinnacle of the temple. For he shall give his angels charge over thee. Of course, Jesus said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. You don't have to test this. It's true. It works. But anyway, why do we even know about this? Because it's, it's supposedly so rare. It's so rare that only one in a million. No, not one in a million. Every one of us has angels encamped about us. And so we are commanded not only to love one another, but to not be forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels and they were unaware. Oh, I love that. I love that. How many people today will we come in contact with and we're not going to know whether they were an angel or not? I don't know everybody's name in Huntsville. I'm going to see people I don't know. But God is declaring right here, make sure you're nice, because some of the people I got down there around you, they are angels. Hallelujah. I want to go back to the 12th chapter. There's so many things in here. Oh, let me, let's get that in the, in the Living Bible for just a moment. Let's see what the Living Bible says. <clears throat> okay, don't be, well, verse 1, continue to love each other with true brotherly love. Don't forget to be kind to strangers. For some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. Praise the Lord. And that was written to you and I 2,000 years ago. Praise the Lord. All right, let's go to chapter 12. We'll go back to King James just a moment. Uh, anyway, uh, chapter 12 talks about you're the, uh, he's the author and the finisher of our faith. Okay. And then we'll go down here. He's describing that... Uh, Oh, we are come unto Mount Zion. Here we go. You can read this for yourself. We'll start here at verse 22. But you are come unto Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God. What? I've not been to the Holy Land. You don't need to. He's talking about the heavenly Jerusalem that um, the book of Revelation says is going to descend one day, 1,500 miles high, 1,500 miles wide. What a beautiful place. He says, you are, not you're going to, you are come to Mount Zion, Unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and look at this, and to an innumerable company of angels. Praise the Lord. What a bunch of wasted space. What a bunch of wasted words. No, they're not wasted. Today, you and I are surrounded by an innumerable company of angels. Well, he's really talking about uh, other Christians. No, he's not. He mentions those in verse 23. To the general assembly and the church of the firstborn, uh, which are written in heaven, and to the God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. No, these are angels he's referring about, and that verse there is talking about your family members and your friends and all who have gone on before us into heaven. 
Anyway, let's go back. Let's see this in the uh, in the Living Bible. Let's see if uh, we get a little more <clears throat> information reading it from the Living Bible. But you have come right up to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to the look at this <laughs> the gathering of countless happy angels. Where have we been? We've made Jesus such a sad Jesus. We've made ourselves sad thinking that, man, I, I dread meeting Jesus one day because I've made so many mistakes. See, we have forgotten that Jesus died for our mistakes. We ruin our day sometimes by thinking that Jesus is upset with us. He's not upset with us. Yes, but Richard, I've made mistakes. Hey, I've made mistakes too. Don't magnify your mistakes greater than the cross. I know you feel bad about it, but your feeling bad wouldn't get you to heaven anyway. It wouldn't. It took the precious blood of Jesus to get you to heaven, to get you forgiven. Anyway, I'm going to read that last phrase again. And to the gathering of countless happy angels. Praise the Lord. Does a happy angel sound like he's having trouble protecting you? Oh, let's go. The angels are like, well, Richard can't help but be okay today, you know. Everybody here in this church, they can't help but be okay today. These angels, they're not worried. Praise the Lord. Well, let's go to the book of Matthew just a moment. Uh, I'm going to go back to King James. And uh, uh, let's see. It's so good to, to read these things in the Bible. You, you will actually discover these things on your own. I, I just trust that you uh, read your Bible on your own. Oh. Uh, be careful about uh, believing everything that uh, you hear other people say about the Bible. Read the Bible for yourself. Read it for yourself. I heard somebody say the other day that it was just the, it was a preacher that was talking, and they were just yakking about something, and they were in other words, it was it's almost to the point that uh, they get offended that uh, that uh, someone else has to interpret the Bible. Come on in, bro. And uh, in other words, they need me to interpret the Bible. This has been pretty basic. You could have looked all these scriptures up yourself and found this. Uh, no, we don't need preachers to uh, <clears throat> to explain the Bible. If you can get the Bible yourself, you can read it. Praise the Lord. Thank God, you know, we, we've got preachers that will preach and tell us the Word of God, but uh, don't ever think for a moment that uh, oh, you're stuck. Matter of fact, I can give you a scripture on that. Uh, Oh, First John chapter 2, it says, You have no need of any man teach you for the same anointing. In other words, God will show you himself. He'll tell you. And you'll know, you know what, that's just not right. That's just not right. Yeah, you'll know. Praise the Lord. Anyway, now look at this. I went right to it. I mean, I'm scrolling around. I'm looking around. Look at this. I mean, you talk about angels. I mean, I, I don't have time to fiddle with this computer stuff. And here it is. It just wound up perfectly. Look at this. Take heed that you despise not one of these little ones. Jesus had picked up a child. Now, don't forget, we're called children of God. You never lose these angels. For I say unto you that in heaven, look at this, they're angels. Huh? Yes, you have angels that are assigned to you. And don't you dare think they go away when you reach 15 or 16 years old. Mercy, we need them all the more. He says that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. Well, I'm a casual reader of the Bible. wonder what that means. Angels are looking into the face of the Father. Well, you would figure that out. You don't need my help on that. Your parents ever said, hey, look at me. Look at me when I talk to you. Okay. 
That's what these angels are doing. They're looking at God. What do you want me to do about Richard? They're looking. They're watching. What do you want me to do about Nell? You know, what do you want me to do about Aaron? You know, or Fred? Or Bob? Or Phil? What do you want me to do? I'm watching. They keep their eyes glued on God himself. And believe me, God's not going to say, well, I'll just let them be destroyed. Are you kidding me? No way. Remember uh, Lot and Lot's wife and that whole family? Those angels were sent down there to rescue them. Because Abraham had said, well, surely you'll not destroy the city if there's ten righteous. Well, there wasn't ten righteous there. But God knew what Abraham wanted. He didn't want his nephew to be killed. And that angel went down there and got his whole family out of there. Praise the Lord. It's interesting. They're angels. Now, uh, let's look at, uh, uh, well, I want to get verse 11. For the Son of Man is come to, look at that, save that which was lost. And he, compa- he said that on the heels of their angels are there. Praise the Lord. This word is so strong. He described it taking a child, you know. And he wasn't just trying to say, I'm going to take this child to heaven. He was talking about all the struggles this child could ever face at any time. Certainly going to heaven, obviously, but also as just a child. I remember watching a movie one time, and it is a funny part of the movie, but I have been there before. This little kid's throwing papers, and it's just really funny. He's throwing papers. And one time, I don't know why they put this in the movie, but he's throwing his papers like this, and all of a sudden his handlebar turns this way, and he flips and just crashes on his bicycle. Of course, he's okay, and the movie goes on to something else. But I remember those days when you fall off your bicycle. I remember those days when you thought you could jump something with your Bible, and I mean, your, with your bike, and it didn't work. But God will take care of you. I remember a lot of things that I did as a child, and I'm just so glad, looking back now, knowing that I had angels there to watch over me. And you mothers and you dads and even myself with my kids, even whatever age they are, you have to understand that there's angels there to protect your kids because you can't be there. I am miles away from my daughter, miles away from my son, miles away from both my daughters. I cannot get there quick enough. And when I think about the medical help, how long it would take them if they were notified, it still takes time. But thank God we have angels encamped about not only us, but our children, and it should um, relieve, us, relieve us from being so worried. <clears throat> Uh, let's see. Let's go next to, uh, praise the Lord. Oh, uh, okay. Let's go to uh, <clears throat> Psalm 91 here. Remember, Psalm 91, when we get to it, you're going to find out that it didn't disappear. It's still in your Bible. And uh, there'll be all kind of thoughts that will try to tell you that, uh, uh, that um, for some reason uh, Psalm 91 is, is not for you, but that's ridiculous. It is for you. Uh, every time you read this uh, psalm, um, it talks about you. So let's read this. For he shall give his angels charge over thee. Well, I don't know if he'll do it. Yes, he will. He said he will. We are lying to ourselves. We are telling ourselves that we are bigger than God. God, I've made the decisions for you. You will not protect me. Well, he's already beat you to the punch. He says, I will protect you. It's my responsibility, if you read further, 
Oh, let's see. Uh, if you read this, you start, well, let's see. Here's verse 9. Because, here we go. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge. Now, supposedly Moses wrote this. Okay. Uh, because you have made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither any plague. Now, he needs a deadly plague. Hey, cancer, whatever. Any kind of plague, whatever. It'll not come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Incredible. Just incredible. Let's get this in the Living Bible. Let's see if it helps us any. Well, I know it will. Watch this. Oh, um, Look at that. For he orders his angels, I can relate to that in Alabama vernacular, to protect you. Again, it's silly to believe that means protect me so I'll keep believing in Jesus and I can go to heaven because that's all we ever preach Jesus can do is he can save you and take you to heaven. No, he's more than that, praise the Lord. He orders his angels to protect you. Praise the Lord. They will steady you with your hand, their hands to keep you from stumbling against the rocks on the trail. Praise the Lord. Incredible. Just fantastic. Uh, let me go to Psalm uh, 103 just a moment. Psalm 103, and uh, let's look down here at the King James again. And I think it's right here toward the end. Uh, yeah, look at verse 21. <clears throat> Or 20. Bless the Lord, you his angels. So apparently they exist. Yeah, there's a lot of them. That excel in strength. What do they do? That do his commandments. Hearkening unto the voice of his word. Well, did he ever say he'd protect you? Psalm 91. He said he would. Okay, someone says that's just for the Jew. I'm glad you mentioned that. Just for the Jew, huh? Hmm. Why is it in your Bible? I'll tell you why it's in your Bible. The people that put the Bible together knew these things. It didn't matter if you were a Jew or a Gentile. These things belong to you. I'll give you a couple of uh, scriptures to show you this. Let's go back to the book of John. Remember when the Bible talks about uh, what Jesus says, I am the good shepherd? Look at this. Jesus said that, uh, you know, uh, remember, he's, uh, let's see. He says right here, I am the good shepherd. Well, we know that. Oh. Uh, Let's go down here to verse, yeah, here it is. I am the good shepherd. Yeah, but great, that's just the Jews, shepherds. Oh, no, uh-uh, look at verse 16. Verse 16. And other sheep have I, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there will be one fold and one shepherd. Don't ever say the Jews have this and I, and I don't. Oh, no, uh-uh, mm-mm. Let me show you another great scripture here. Praise the Lord. That's the reason when you have a Bible, uh, you recognize that all these things that were said, they belong to you. Uh, chapter 3 here in Galatians, look down here at uh, the very last, uh, well, actually there's two things right here. Uh, let's see. Give me just one second. I know it makes you kind of dizzy here, but look at verse 9. So then they which be of faith, now he's talking about you believe in Jesus. It says, are blessed with faithful Abraham. I am blessed today with faithful Abraham. Now look, go down to verse 29. 
This whole chapter was dedicated uh, to uh, letting you and I know that uh, the, between the Jew and the Greek, there's no more distinction. Look at verse 28. There's neither Jew nor Greek. I mean, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I, can't, I mean, the Jew is... Not, I mean, the blessings of God are on both of us when you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bond nor free. There's neither, look at this, male nor female. So women don't think the men get this. Or men quit thinking that, well, your wife's got angels and I don't. You are driving yourself insane believing that. Notice this. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed. Hey, I'm a Jew this morning. Yes, you are, because of Jesus. And heirs according to the promise. What promise is it? We're talking about angels today, praise the Lord. You've got angels encamped about you. Oh, uh, yeah, but I just wonder, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get crossways and just expect God's going to always do great. He wants to do great things for you. Let me show you this. Uh, John chapter 5, and let's see. I'm in 5. Let me get to this. Here we go. Uh, look at verse 20. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that himself doeth, and he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. God wants to be God. I know as a dad, I want my kids to notice that I did something for them. Uh, did you notice? I, I want them to notice. It's not that, well, dad doesn't do anything for us. Are you kidding? I want to do things all the time, praise the Lord. Uh, John chapter 1, look down here. Uh, there was a fellow that Jesus uh, talked to by the name of uh, Nathaniel. And let me get down here to it. Oh, uh, oh. Uh, Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said, Behold an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. Let me read, let's go to this living Bible. I, mean, I don't even know what guile is. I mean, what is that? I mean, you know, we, I just don't use that word. Let's see if we can get some help from uh, the living Bible here. Okay. <clears throat> so Jesus is uh, getting to meet uh, Nathanael. Start in verse 46. Nazareth, exclaimed Nathanael, can anything good come from there? Just come see for yourself, Philip declared. <laughs> okay, that's Philip's brother, I think. As they approached, Jesus said, Hey, here comes an honest man, a true son of Israel. Well, Nathaniel don't even know Jesus. He hands on his hip. How do you know me? How do you know me? Well, I tell you, this is fantastic. Jesus replied, I could, now we talked about fig tree already this morning. I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. Now, we have no idea what Nathaniel was thinking, but Nathaniel could have had his arms crossed, and he was going, God, you know if you're real, you'd be thinking about me right now, and you'd know I'm underneath this fig tree. Jesus shows up, and he says, I saw you under the fig tree a little while ago. It blew Nathaniel away. He falls on his face right here, and he says, Sir, look at verse 49, you are the Son of God, the King of Israel. Jesus says, do you believe all this just because I said I saw you? Now watch what Jesus says. You will see greater proofs than this. Oh, we, we have come up with so many tales that, uh, back up, that you know, God doesn't want to, we don't want to 
Well, I don't want to make people at Walmart think that God's great. Man, I do. I need my kids to know he's great. Thank God they know he's great. We don't need to worry about God not showing out. The truth is, he wants to show out. Now, to the religious people that are saying, well, prove to me that do a miracle in the sky, we'll believe in you. You're not going to get anything. Because it doesn't matter what Jesus would ever do, they would never believe. But to you and I who need help, believe me, Jesus will show these great things. Look what he says. Do you believe all this just because I said I've seen you under the fig tree? You will see greater proofs than this. Now watch what he says. You will even see heaven open and the angels of God coming back and forth to me, the Messiah. Well, I always heard it was secret. God won't ever show that sort of secret thing. No, it's not secret. He's going to show you. He's totally going to show you these. It's just interesting that Jesus would say something like this, that it's like, Jesus, now you really made a mess of things because you know good and well, Jesus, that's not going to happen. Are you kidding me? It will happen. I'll show you one more place, and then we'll stop. Let's go to the book of Luke here. And uh, uh, let me find it. Luke 23, I believe it is. Mm, no, it'll be 22. Jesus is in the garden, and he's praying, not my will, but thine. Uh, let's see. Let me get down here to it. Yeah, they go to the uh, the Mount of Olives. The disciples uh, fall asleep. Jesus got through praying, Father, if you're willing, please take away this cup of horror from me. But I want your will, not mine. Look at this. I mean, what's this in there for? I'm so confused. No, I'm not confused. I know why they're there. Then an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. What, Jesus, the Son of God, needs an angel? Oh, whew, I'm so glad the angel, you, oh, I got to believe it. I wasn't the Son of God. I got to believe in there wasn't no such thing as God. I needed an angel. No! That angel is just like in the book of Daniel. Daniel was totally wiped out on his face. He had no strength. But an angel touched him, and his body was strengthened, and he was able to get back up again. Jesus was sweating great drops of blood here, fixing to give his life for all humanity. And an angel from heaven, his very presence being with Jesus, with Jesus' body, it strengthened his body. The Bible says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You reckon you got angels that will keep you charged up? You reckon you got angels that will give you strength to do things? You know, some of you in your older age and you don't have the strength. Let me think, those angels are there. They will help you if you will but just mention the name of Jesus and count on the Lord's strength to get something done. You'll find out, I did it. And you'll recognize, praise God, I know these angels are there because they are helping me. Well, anyway, that's all we got time for today. So, Father, I want to thank you that by your stripes we're healed. Lord, I thank you that you're